You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Around the King's Table where we are not in our normal space because people are jackhammering jackhammering in the basement of the church. Still, here we go today right. as part of our For the love. Of yes, <laughs> as part of our Love in Hard Places series, we want to give our time to discussing evangelism, discipleship, church ministry to people in our lives whose lives are marked by some kind of disability. Mm. Uh, I think we want to say that such providences can certainly be blessings, while also admitting uh, that they can be quite challenging. And so we just want to begin to talk about that, uh, what love looks like in this particular hard place. Right. So, by the way, because we're in a new room, maybe I just lost track of it, but I'm Brian. And I'm George. And I'll start with you, George. Okay. Okay. Uh, Are there... (laughs) Any occasions of disability in the Bible? And what does the Bible make of disability? Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the, the first example that came to my mind, because the Bible makes such a big deal out of it, um, in the Old Testament, Mephibosheth. He's yeah. one of Jonathan's children, mm-hmm. ultimately descendants. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big deal is made of the fact he's dropped as he is trying to escape from the slaughter of Saul's house. And he is lame. And yeah. uh, you know, David's grace towards him, inviting him in where he could have easily just killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, culturally, at least, that would have been acceptable, if not you know, anything else. But hmm. um, he invites him in. He shows him a ton of grace, kind of, kind of emulating what God would expect in that situation mm-hmm. in his role as king and, and regent. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's a good example. Um, yep. Isaac in his old age. So, you know, disability. Huh. We, we often think of disability as just a, a condition uh-huh. from birth or something that's just debilitating, you know, at a younger age. Mm-hmm. But I mean, most there's of an us, aging out. There's an aging out. Yeah, I mean, most people aging. deal yep. with like eyesight problems and, and certainly uh, Isaac did. Um, uh, another one that stands out that we often don't think of as disability, but affects so many especially as we are finding people trying to give birth later, um, is people who deal with just barrenness. Um, certainly the Bible yeah. is full of it. And it is a disability yeah. in the sense that it affects everything. We think about our personal value, how we relate to others, how we respond to their joys and their pains. Mm-hmm. So it can be a very significant uh, disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe even just to, to tag it along with um, the barrenness that you mentioned, I thought of... Uh, David's child with Bathsheba as mm-hmm. well. We don't know exactly why right. that child, I mean, we think about medically, right? Why right, that right. child did not survive, but that child uh, did die in, in infancy. I think another one of the more famous ones has to be Moses, right? Yeah, Moses in, yep. in Exodus chapter four. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says here is in Exodus 4.10, Moses said to the Lord, oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent. Right, right either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. He has a speech impediment. And then the Lord said to him, so talking about 
what to make of disability on some occasions. Right? Sure. Uh, the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Mm-hmm. Who makes him mute? Who makes him deaf? Yeah. Who makes him seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? And then he tells Moses, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and I will teach you what you shall speak and I'll give you Aaron as well and all these kinds of things. So yep. there you're seeing Moses has a speech impediment, is a great prophet, right? Yep. He has a speech impediment kind that the Lord... Right in the middle of yep. everything. Yep. And the Lord's saying, hey, that, that actually comes from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, it's going to be a gift to you and to my people and I'm going to use it uh, yeah. for my glory. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, another great example, Paul. Uh, this one's a little bit more on the potential side, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of commentators will talk about you know his possibly having like an eye problem that the thorn in his Seems flesh so. may have been an eye problem. He talks about you know see what with what large letters I've written. You know, I've, right. I've signed this letter. It's in Galatians, where he talks about you gave you would have given me your own eyes or whatever exactly, or something exactly. like that. Yeah. So there was something wrong, most sure. likely with his eyes, and yeah, it mm-hmm. affected. It, I mean, that would easily have affected somebody and made them right. say, maybe I'm not fit for the mission field, but right. it doesn't stop him. Right. And this may be moving us into <clears throat> the direction that we, we want to take. Uh, but as you go through the New Testament as well, you see this with, you see this with the prophets as uh, you think of Elijah, Elisha, but then you move on into the ministry of Jesus in the New Testament. Sure. You see uh, his, has great concern yeah, for kind of compassion. the masses. And mm-hmm. it seems like everybody has some kind of yeah. ailment, illness, disability, um, and, and it's not just uh, spiritual Correct. disability. Of Correct. course, everybody has that. Um, but but their physical disabilities uh, that Jesus is concerned about taking care of, healing, mm-hmm. remedying as, as sort of a foretaste of the new creation, mm-hmm. I would say. And um, so, yeah. So you're seeing, you're seeing that a lot in his, his ministry. Uh, I think one thing we also want to say before we head, head on is, so, so where's the origin? Like, were we originally meant to have the kinds of disabilities that beset us now? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that's really part of sort of fallen yeah. creation and fallen mm-hmm. humanity. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily um, coming out of personal sin. Right. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. But as an effect of capital S sin in the world and its effect in the creation and the created order. Right. Um, we see some of these things, a lot of these things, all of these things really stemming from the, the fall of, of man. Yeah. Right. So you get towards the end of the Bible and revelation, we're talking about a new, a new creation, new heaven, new earth, and all pain, disease, all these things are, are gone. Right. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So George, uh, what do Christians, who may be unaccustomed to the demands of disabilities need to know in terms of both the blessings, uh, but also the real day-to-day difficulties. Yeah, I think the, the starting one, you, you said it right there, it's not a sign of sin. Um, a disability yeah. doesn't make one inhuman. Um, and so, you know, when we come we st- when we come to somebody with a disability or if we're dealing with a disability, we're still dealing with somebody mm-hmm. who's made in God's image. Uh, they still kind of reflect his character um, mm-hmm. In a sense where, you know, we want to treat them as one of God's, you know, kind of top of the food chain, top of the creation yeah. chain. Um, uh, it's not proof of a lack of character value in them. Right. Um, so a lot of times, you know, they're just written off as, you know, they're, they're not 
mm-hmm. up to snuff, and, mm-hmm. and we certainly wouldn't want to do that. Well, certainly even in Jesus's day, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if someone had a disability, yeah, it's immediately um, related to religion and their relationship with God. Right. Right. They have a disability because, absolutely because, there's some separation, probably right. because of some sin. Right. Between them and, and God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know... We're saying that's not necessarily the case. That's not necessarily the case. That's right. exactly what we're saying. Yeah. And then, then a final thing is that God does defend the cause of the weak. And that includes, yeah. you know, those who are you know, disabled, have some sort of uh, disability, mm-hmm. um, Maybe this is the low end of what, you know, we should care actually more just because of love, just mm-hmm. because of what Jesus has done. But at a, at a certain point, simply because God cares for the weak, yeah. we should be encouraged not to put undue burden, not to put undue stress yeah. on somebody who deals with a disability, um, treating them like, why can't you just measure up to my expectation for you? God will judge us in that regard if we're being almost unjust, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. in how we deal with them, so... Yeah. Anything there just on the on the blessing side of of um, yeah. You know, I mean, and this especially to... comes through maybe. I mean, certainly when we talk, we, we we talk about culturally, and maybe it's not so much biblical, but you know, we talk about when when somebody you know can't see, mm-hmm. they tend to be able to hear really well, or you know, some other sense compensates. So there's a lot of there's there's ways in which a disability may heighten us and our ability to see situations from a different standpoint. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to make too much of that, but that that's certainly a, a, a way we can interact differently. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we start talking about disabilities, where we start talking about, um, we have a ton of, of instances in our culture of things like autism. Right. Um, and what it does is, is definitely causes a slight, you know, it causes a deviation in how we relate to crowds, how we relate to structures, how we relate to yeah. a lot of different things. But, with that can come different ways of looking at problems. And yeah, so we, we, right. we can actually find that, you know, bringing in people and, and letting them, you know, be part of mm-hmm. you know, how decisions are made, how life is carried on. Yeah. Um, all, all sides are blessed because they come up with new solutions. We find opportunities to, to grow ourselves yeah. spiritually. So there's a lot of good, good things in it. Yeah. It gives us opportunity to discern the image of God mm-hmm. uh, in places that we might not normally yep. um, see it or, or, or relate it to, to, to God and, and these kinds of things. Um, I think folks who um, give care to those mm-hmm. who have certain disabilities would, would, I think, say that they have been ministered to. Absolutely. Probably feel like they've been ministered to more than they have ministered. Um, and, and they've received great blessing, uh, from the Lord. There's a sense in which that kind of service can cultivate the heart of Christ. Again, we talked about in the New Testament. Yeah. It helps us work through, you know, how we deal with people with particular sin. It's really easy to get caught up in. I know how to deal with people who deal with the same sin as me. I don't know how to deal with people necessarily. And this forces them to kind of break out of molds often. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so in what ways can Christians be of help to people and families of those with disability? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the primary one is going to be continuing to invite into life. 
yeah. not using the disability as a reason. Like they, they're not going to want to be interested right. or I, I don't have time to deal with that. Yeah. But actually do engage and, and, and invite yeah. into life, make accommodation where it's necessary. If it's yeah. a food allergy and you're, don't complain, don't be, you know, like, I can't believe I have to help this person who, you know, can't do peanut butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christian, suck it up and, and, and show God's grace yeah. to them and, you know, right. you know find something else to, to cook or whatever, you know. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's all kinds of ways that we can, instead of insisting on our own way of doing things that we can, we can reach yeah. out and show grace and, and submission in that relationship. Biblical so, love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Patience. Yeah. Long suffering, even if you want to call it that. But yeah. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. I have here Luke 10. So good Samaritan kinds mm-hmm. of kinds of things. Yeah. Um, we want to have that kind of heart mentality ministry towards those uh, yeah. that are particularly those who are in our, our body. Um, I say, Praying good to and for them. I mean, mm-hmm. just praying for them can be, I mean, mm-hmm. as it can with any Christian. I mean, right. That's, I think, an important element as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, so I have here, just in, as I thought about it, um, how we can be helpful, I think, just general mindfulness and considerateness mm-hmm. of, of folks who have uh, disabilities. Uh, I think our tendency is to want to go... That's going to be difficult. Right. And with that, we, we sort of push it to the side, push them to the side of ministry. That's going to be an impediment right. to ministry. And I, it, it's going to cause me to have to slow down, you know, stop doing what I'm doing. It might be a distraction to what I want to do. Yeah, I'm trying to accomplish. Right. And, and so they get pushed to the side instead of being front and center to ministry. Yeah. And a lot of times it's because our goal, even though we talk about loving people and loving Christ and expressing that love for Christ and our love for people, um, we, we it's a lot easier to talk about that than it is to engage in mm-hmm. that at a, at a practical well, level. And, and there's the level of just engaging with them, but there's also the level of do we actually share the gospel with them? Right. A lot of people will, they may engage them lovingly, but it's out of this. I know as a Christian, I right. should, but they'll never engage the gospel because they're, they're like, well, you know, I don't want to push this on them when they're dealing with this issue. And it's like, no, 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 their greatest issue. Mm-hmm. They need their sin dealt with just like you needed your sin dealt with. Right. Like you need your sin dealt with. So proclaiming right. the gospel continues to be a primary concern. Even if somebody mm-hmm. is dealing with a disability, they still deal with sin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's right. Um, you think of, I think of James two, where he talks about yeah. sins of, you know, partiality and right. just the call for us as believers to be impartial. I think mm-hmm. there he's talking about rich and poor, he is. Uh, yeah. but, but it, it applies. It, it applies. Yeah, right. It has a grander underlying <clears throat> those who, structure. Yeah. Those who are able. normal, able. Yes. And, and those who are, who are maybe disabled in some senses. And uh, again, I think we tend to maybe be partial towards the able. Yeah. And uh, we have to work really hard. And it goes right into our cultures. Speed, numbers, the, the yep. performance, mm-hmm. sure. value. And yeah, somebody with a disability doesn't accomplish it at the speed, the efficiency, and the manner in which yeah. I would do it. Therefore, I'm going to go with what I know and trust. And yeah. Yeah, that's not God's way. Yeah. Now, now in our church, we, we've preached through Job. Yep. 
uh, we, we are preaching through John right now. So we've seen Jesus in interaction with, um, with disabled people. Uh-huh. Um, one of the ways I think, still in the same question, but one of the ways I think that uh, uh, we can be helpful uh, to people with disabilities and families of those who have disabilities is knowing as Christians how to, uh, how to counsel mm. those who are disabled, those who are struggling with disability, sure. and what hope to give them. Right. Those, are, those are some, I think most, most people maybe find that that is to be uh, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, but you don't to want to, you don't want to be seen to give uncaring to go. Yeah. Well, this is where I mean, it, it, it'd be the same if, if somebody is dealing with grief over some, you know, they yeah. lost a loved one, and, and you're like, you know, God is going to work in this. That sounds yeah. trite, but God does work in it, and so mm-hmm. yeah, knowing how to counsel that is is certainly a difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if we, I mean, just think biblical theology for just a moment. Mm-hmm. Just take just a moment. How? What are some of the elements? that would come to mind for you in counseling someone who maybe was born with some disability or maybe has come into some kind of disability, something, um, a, a bitter providence has come into their life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now it's, it's affected their, their brain or it's affected their legs or it's affected whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, how do you th- think of someone who is elderly in the church and maybe mm-hmm. they've all of a sudden got a diagnosis of um, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. dementia, this kind of thing. They're not quite into it yet, but it's now been diagnosed. And so they, it's mm-hmm. it's coming. How, how do you speak to them from the, the canon of Scripture to counsel and to give hope? Yeah, obviously, I mean, you're going to start with God's sovereignty ultimately. Or right. it's going to end up there. Right. Maybe that's not where you start. Right. God's sovereignty. Um, Exodus four, yeah, kind of what God was saying to Moses. Absolutely, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to deal with the fact that we are human in a broken, fallen yeah. world. It's not a so. A lot of us are going to, you know, they're going to struggle. Like, what did I do wrong? Or you know, why am I? Why do I deserve this? You know, mm-hmm. and it's really, you know, hey, we do live in a fallen world. Um, we're human, and it helps to display God's glory when mm-hmm. we realize and we work from a, a position of, you know, I'm a vessel being filled by the spirit. Yeah. It's not actually about me accomplishing this. God will accomplish what he wants to through me as he, yeah. he uses me as a means to reach other people, to show love, to, to, to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that element of knowing that we are vessels mm-hmm. um, and it's not all up to us. Um, it's not a, you know, God's mission didn't stop because we're, broken individuals, whether that be by disability or by something else, some other issue. Um, yeah. And really it is, you know, God's grace is sufficient in every situation. So a focus on that, that grace mm-hmm. that he provides everything That's we good. need to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously we have our fallback. I hate to call them fallback passages, but you have your Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. all things are working. You know, God together. is working all God things together, together for good. For those who love, love God and are called, called according, according to, to His purpose, purpose. so mm-hmm. even even that, yeah. Um, yeah, and the two that I mentioned before, just here a second ago, you know, yeah, to show that this all passing power is from God and not from us. Second Corinthians you know, four seven, mm-hmm. same book, uh, uh, same letter, twelve nine through ten. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, as you know, um, as we've been sitting through John, there is the. Uh, sort of these polarities in John. So in John 5, uh-huh. you have a man who is lame. Right. And Jesus 
spots him out of the crowd, goes to him, seeks to heal him. It seems, in my understanding of that passage, that his disability mm-hmm. has actually was a consequence a yeah. of, of a sin that he yeah. committed, interestingly, because before Jesus before before the Son of God came into the world, it seems. Yeah. But Jesus knows about it, which is really wild. Yeah. Um, but it seems there is a sin component there. It is a mm-hmm. consequence of some sin. I say that just to throw another another biblical aspect out right. there. Sometimes our disabilities are related to our own sin or That's sin right. from yeah. somebody else. Somebody else's right. sin. Yeah. But now we're in John 8 and we're coming to John 9 and we're going to have a, a, a man born blind mm-hmm. and the disciples are going to say, who sinned? Who sinned? <laughs> right. Who sinned? Why is this man Right. Blind? Yeah. This guy or his parents? And Jesus is going to say, yeah. none of them. None of them. Right. No, in other words, his his blindness is not a consequence of some of some sin. It's just the consequence of sin in general uh, and its impact upon the world, the created order. And but he, then he goes and says, "But this is for the glory of God. This is something that God yeah. has uh, allowed here, sovereignly allowed for His own glory, mm-hmm. and, and specifically to the glory of Jesus, because Jesus is the one who's going to yeah to heal him." So yeah. Yeah. And based on stuff earlier this week, it just makes me think, you know, uh, dealing with disability uh, as a Christian uh, allows us to confront worldview differences. I mean, this is a big element of it in that, yeah, the world says, you know, hey, everything should just be perfect. We shouldn't have to deal Mm -hmm. with pain, sickness, death. We shouldn't have to deal with those things because we didn't do anything wrong. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's unjust for God. And and we coming into the world go, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. God can use these things for our benefit, and you know, yeah. there's a little bit of you know, what do we have? The the the, the potter vessel being talking mm-hmm. back to the potter, going, you know, what in the world, right? Do you think you're doing? Yeah. So Genesis uh, 18, I think, where I mean, we just really do have to always return in these kind of situations to um, the conversation between the Lord and Abraham, and ultimately the, you know, will the Lord, will He do anything right. unrighteous, like? Right. He, he everything he does is is righteousness. Right, right. Um, so we can we can always fall back on on those those truths, those biblical truths, yeah, uh, that he does what is right always. Okay, so we always want to uh, bring these things into the context of a local church. Mm-hmm. So, in what way should a local church be considered of people and families uh, of those who are uh, disabled? Yeah, I think the best way is to be aware of the needs in the body. So right. Means yep. You're going to have to talk. Yeah, you're going to have to yeah. interact with them. I mean, you have to know each other. You actually have to be a family. You have right, to, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it we, we talked about, I mean, just the, the showing the general love, the praying to and for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trying to maybe lean into, so if you know of families, within the church family mm-hmm. who have members of the family with disabilities un- yeah. try to understand the hurts, mm-hmm. the hardships, the difficulties. What they're dealing with. How can I help? Don't just stop with the knowledge, like actually press sure. into on the basis of what you know. Yeah. Hey, how can I be helpful here? Um, you know, I have time, I have energy, I have resources, these kinds of things. Um, you know, now we're going to have those to varying degrees and levels sure. of seasons and all this kind of thing. But I'm just yep. saying, like, our heart 
should be to, like Jesus, lean into those situations and, again, know them, but then also try to be actively helpful in them as well. And and I think it's also helpful for us to consider as members of a body that as we're doing this, it's not about like, how can I necessarily always be the person? Sometimes that's, I need to know the need so that I can put you in touch with the right person. It is really about a whole body experience, not Mm -hmm. just, am am I pleasing God? I mean, are are we, you know, are are we all being built up together as a body? And we think about, I think it takes a little bit of the, maybe the stress off, but it also strengthens us as a body, not just as I'm relating to a handicapped person, a disabled person, but I'm helping a body relate to a disabled person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's helpful. That's good. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> finally then, uh, what, what promises do we see in the Bible, uh, that may be of special encouragement to folks? <laughs> see, I already jumped to them. I already said them, unfortunately, well, well, but, and, and but yeah, too. so but, the second Corinthians ones, I mean, yeah, that, that, that we are vessels that he pours into. I mean, that's essentially yeah. a promise that, mm-hmm. you know, he, we, we can be used as weak earthen vessels to demonstrate God's surpassing glory. Yeah. Again, um, Moses. Yeah. Right. And, Speech impediment. He becomes yeah, prophet absolutely. of Israel. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, he's he's sufficient um, mm-hmm. for what we need. I mean, what God has prepared yeah. for us or planned for us, his grace is sufficient. And so as we come mm-hmm. into it, yeah, it's a hard day. You know, uh, you're just not feeling it as yeah. a <laughs> in your disability. God is yeah. still sufficient. His grace is sufficient for that need. Mm-hmm. Um, if we'll lean into it. Yeah, that's right. We already mentioned Romans 8. Again, we always want to be, it's just, we, we don't ever want to get to a place where we're just like so familiar with Romans 8 that we're like, eh, you know, right. let's use some, let's try to find something else. Right. Like it's, it's there always to be mm-hmm. of immense encouragement to us uh, whenever any kind of bit, bitter providence uh, strikes our lives, mm-hmm. um, that he works all things together for good. It's interesting that in 829, that good seems to be conformity to his son. Mm-hmm. And so uh, these kinds of hardships in our lives uh, ultimately are to make us more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so to yeah, just kind of press thought. into that yeah. uh, there as well, uh, Jesus. Uh, Our disability doesn't stop us from yeah. being able to interact and relate <laughs> right. to Jesus. Yeah, or all. become like him. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know that he... We don't know if he had necessarily a disability or anything like that. We, yeah. we you know, he was not exactly a beautiful person. Maybe yeah. that was a disability Maybe. of sorts <laughs> in Isaiah. All right. Um, yeah. But uh, we certainly know that he uh, came to the end of his life and he was beaten and bruised mm-hmm. and all these things. He was disfigured and deformed right. and. And uh, here is one who is able to sympathize with us in all of our weaknesses, not just our mm-hmm. spiritual weaknesses, uh, but our physical weaknesses and understanding that those things are very much uh, connected as well. Like mm-hmm. when we feel our physical limitations, it can have an impact upon our souls. Right. And uh, But Jesus is one who um, is able to sympathize with us and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and all of that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly right. And, uh, to meet us with that all sufficient grace that you were, you were mentioning. And then I think also, uh, just good. We'll, we'll just end on this with revelation, revelation 21. I'll just mm-hmm. read it for us and then yep. we'll, we'll be done. Uh, revelation 21, uh, beginning, uh, in, in verse one, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. 
and the sea was no more, and I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Yeah. All right. Thanks, brother. Yep.